you seen any of the Santa Claus trilogy movies by any chance? Um, unfortunately, I don't remember seeing any of them. Okay. Well, I've seen, I watched them like as a kid. And then this past weekend, I decided to watch Santa Claus 3 and 2 instead of important college football games because they were kind of boring me. And they're not bad movies, but they're also not good movies. They're in that like <laughs> weird genre of movies where it's like, okay, when you have a lot of problems with them. And I've noticed more problems as like now that I'm older with these movies. And they're kids' movies um, nonetheless. First of all, like I said, I watched 3 and 2. In the original one, he kills Santa. Like, that's how he becomes Santa Claus. He spooks him on the roof, and he falls to his death, and he has to become Santa then. For some, like, that's that's the Santa Claus. If you murder Santa, you become him. So, so it's I some type of... Santa Claus in the history of its existence is a murder, in theory. Yeah, which tends to go against what you initially think of when you have Santa Claus in your mind. So it's kind of a real effed up, you know start to a movie, or not even start to a movie, but start to the idea of Santa Claus, just to begin with, like, it doesn't really, that, that, that seems to go, it seems like a, more of the plot from Bad Santa than anything, where it's just like some degenerate person ended up becoming Santa Claus somehow, as opposed to this lineage of murderers. Yeah, it's very, like, dark for a kid's movie. Um, and then in the second one, so the second one, so the first one, he becomes Santa, and, you know, he's got all you know, do presents or whatever, do presents. I don't know, like, the, the plot is weird in the first one. Like, there's no bad guy. Yeah. I guess there's really no bad guy who as well because he has to, like, find the, the second one. It's called the Mrs. Claus. He has to get married. Oh, actually, this sounds it sounds familiar now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he has to get married by Christmas, um, and he, like, falls in love with his son's teacher or principal. <laughs> And the lowest hanging fruit. But first of all, like she's an apt, she's like Elizabeth Mitchell, absolute gorgeous woman. Like one of those women where like she's so beautiful, there's no reason she should be single. Like don't if she was single, it's because she's just got a divorce from her like fourth marriage. Yeah, and then there's also no reason why you'd be using that person to be cast as the principal of a middle school. Like they can, they're they're doing something else with their life. Yeah, and then. So, like, he, you know, it's a gradual fall in love story. And she falls in love with him. Like, he gets, like, a sleigh ride to, the, like, their office Christmas party or something. And at this office Christmas party, he gets the gifts for every teacher. Like, gifts what they would have wanted when they were kids that they didn't get. Mm-hmm. Well, one... I would hate that as an adult. <laughs> like, this one guy got a rock'em, sock'em robot, and he's, like, so thrilled about it. Like, me, if, you know, if my boss gave me something, like, a Nerf basketball hoop when I was, like, six, like, that'd be weird. I'd rather want, like, a $200 bonus that I can, like, oh, give me some money so I can take my kids to go see Creed 2 at IMAX, not this useless toy I'm not going to have any fun playing. Yeah, and like every single person enjoyed their gift, which was weird. Yeah, it sounds more like, um, it's, it's like a little bit creepy or it's just like, it's trying to imply that you'd have kids or something like that. It's like, oh yeah, here is this thing that you wanted when you were a kid, but it turns out you're like 31 now and you don't have any use for it. So like, hey, when's that next child on the way? 
the create like I said, and even the craziest part about this office Christmas party is he listens then to like her talk about uh, the way this party he talked she talks about like this doll she wanted as a kid that she never got. Yeah. And then he it's like Santa apparently has magical power, so he was able to get like all these gifts immediately. And then he gives her this doll and like she falls in love with him. But this part really threw me off. It feels because, like an abuse of power to begin with. Well yes. And the fact that like in today's society, if you know like one thing about a girl or a woman before like you actually know her, mm-hmm. it's a red flag and they like, are creeped out and will not never want to see you or talk to you again. Like if my friend set me up with another friend and she told me a little bit about her and then like I use that information, like that would creep her out. Yeah. Or maybe that's just the girls that you've met. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I just found it weird that she got this doll that she just told about him like 30 minutes prior. Yeah. It was like, I guess, yeah, she wasn't suspicious. She was like happy, which it's a good thing, right? To like find a happy person. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just like one of those risk reward things. Like you never know if it'll burn in your face where the girl is just like, oh yeah, that was actually pretty creepy how you knew that. But sometimes it's the like the big on the other side. The big reward is like she may break up with you, but then the reward on the other side is just fell in love. True. So, so you're doomed either way. Yeah. Um, so I have the, the more I have the more Christmas spirit in this one on like the make it or break it side. Just like sometimes if you know that it'll put you at a zero or a hundred, you just got to flip that coin. True. Good point. And then so she they fall in love with each other, and then like he has to tell her he's Santa, obviously. Yeah. It's a pretty big secret. I knew you're going to try and like separate, like I, like this is a shitty excuse to break up with me. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of a, like if I was going to break up with a girl, like saying I'm Santa would be like the farthest thing. (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing you could say. And she like bought it hook, line and sinker. Yeah. And then when she actually finds out he is Santa, she pretty much immediately, and like that, she finds out that like Christmas will no longer exist if she doesn't marry him. Like in the next like five minutes, yeah. Um, she immediately accepts. Like again, she's only known him for like a month. Yeah, but if you had to, it's like just falling on the sword. Like if you had to sacrifice yourself so that everyone else could experience Christmas, would you do it? But then no. again, would it would it be that big of a sacrifice to hang out with Tim Allen for the rest of your life? You have to live in the North Pole. And then, like, this is another thing that bothers me, is it's not, like, slender Tim Allen. He gradually, like, magically becomes fat and obese. Like, I... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just don't get, like, why he can't be a skinny Santa. Or at least that would be, like, if I was Elizabeth Mitchell, that would be, like, the first thing on my, like, marriage list. It's like, all right, stop eating these damn cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Fat milk, man. Like, come on. Uh, damn, that was a pretty good analysis, honestly, of Santa Claus. I uh, I hadn't thought that in depth about it, but I mean, I feel like these things consistently happen when you start watching movies that you watch younger for a second time. Um, I was watching The Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas uh, with Jim Carrey on Sunday night after the Steelers blew the largest lead ever in Pittsburgh history. Um, we'll get into that tangent later, but... There were so many like sexual connotations in the in the Grinch movie, um, but which I, I did I had never seen it before, which maybe is a shame on me 
for going this far into my adult life without having seen that or that non original or the remake of the Grinch. But I only seen like the original one and like if there was a book, I probably read that and understood that portion. I guess there must have because I was Dr. Seuss. But um, the backstory that they went into and then all of the Grinch's like growing up relationships, there was so – it was just – it was creepy. Like I guess you have to put those things in there to like keep the uh, older members of the audience interested in a children's movie. Yeah, I mean I haven't seen the Grinch movie probably since I was like – since it came out. Yeah. So I can't remember any scenes of – like dirty scenes but then again jim carrey is the grinch so I'm, like you said it probably there's probably numerous yeah it's basically the the movie is created in like this entire romance i don't even remember what the lady's name was Cindy uh, lou who kind of like falls in love with the grinch in that one she's very possessed with him which is kind of creepy like she like climbed all the way up to his house and like rang his doorbell and like convinced him to come down to the town hall rally which was the girl that is is she the daughter of the Grinch's crush when he was a kid? No, the Grinch's crush doesn't have is like unmarried somehow, but the mayor like all of a sudden the like mayor Loki on the side. Yeah, the, well, the mayor is all of a sudden like it, it didn't make any sense in the plot. Like she's just like single uh, and I don't think dating anyone. But then once the Grinch comes down from the mountain and they have like their big rally or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, the Grinch is pretty cool actually. He's like down to party," but. Just like at the end of that, the the mayor just decides all of a sudden, oh, I'm gonna propose to um the the Grinch's crush, and she like accepts the ring, which is mind blowing because they weren't even dating at the time, as far as like I was aware in any of the movie or like there was no lead up backstory that was like, oh yeah, these guys have been in a pretty serious relationship. They're they're thinking about marriage. It was just like she was single and the mayor was single, and then he like proposed and she said yes. That can't be a high paying job, right, mayor? Like she's not a gold digger. No, it just made it was just bizarre. It it made literally no <laughs> it made no sense. The other thing that All I right, thought was I funny. I gotta oh, go keep ahead. this I gotta keep the tangent going for one one quick sec. But yeah, the other thing that was yeah. hilarious about this movie was that made that made literally no sense is like the mayor basically had like some type of authoritative power over the rest of the city. Which again, he's a he's the mayor. He's not like the president of the United States or the I mean I guess he's the mayor of Whoville, which is clearly a big title for some people but the way he was bossing around cindy lou's dad and like making him feel guilty for stuff it's like he's a post office he's a postman he like doesn't like work for the mayor or anything like that so it it was interesting to see and like it was kind of like a dictatorship almost but without really much dictation because the mayor wasn't very intimidating to begin with that was bryce dallas howard's first ever acting gig she was like a kid in that movie yeah Oh, That's um, crazy. Of authoritative figures. Yes. I don't want to go back to the Santa Claus movies, <laughs> but my, one of my best beef with the Santa Claus three, um, like Jack Frost is the bad guy. He's trying to take over a Santa Claus, and at the end when he gets caught, he's arrested by like the elf police. So now, like, there's like laws and government <laughs> in the North Pole. Like, how that should be an entire movie. How did they not like? How does how is this not broken down? Are we not? Are we waiting for the, like ourselves to make the spinoff for this? Like I have some free time on my hands. I could we we could we could start drumming things up for a nice spinoff. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. Like executing people. Like there's like uh, the death penalty <laughs> in the North Pole. <laughs> yeah, there's some type of like 
it's all about like North Pole reform and how it went from like previous dictatorship and like something to like a more of a democracy and bipartisanship and opportunities to communicate across the aisle and like what like what the future of the North Pole is what is at stake. My um, there is a scene in in Santa Claus Three, like when he Jack Frost, like there's some like weird clause where Jack Frost takes over, and then like Tim Mellon goes back to the North Pole to like reclaim his uh, right title. Yeah, and, like when he's there, he has this like war movie, like you know, like when like in a war movie, like in like Saving Private Ryan, when the screen just like goes silent and like you like see people yelling and it's like slow motion yeah. like a battle scene like they had one of those in the Santa Claus 3 like when he sees like all the elves being used as like slave laborers and like he has the the reindeer used as like uh, I keep saying like he has the reindeer um, shown off like for profit and <laughs> like the reindeer are being like tortured it's one of the funniest scenes, but I'll. <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, that's. You need to see this movie. Well, that's the thing. Like, these, again, all of these people, like, slip these, uh, not necessarily metaphors, but they're just, like, these macro, um, not not trends or drivers or anything like that. Just these kind of, uh, like, they're, uh, they hint, their subtleties towards what, like, the current life is like or current state of something is. And so they'll, like, make reference to, like, slavery or towards, like, a, a war scene or something like that. And it's hilarious when they, like, put those in there. I was watching uh, – another tangent is I was watching Silicon Valley on the plane, which is um, my flight across the country, which is much less of a, a children's show. But they have so many different, like, nodes on how they make fun of nerds and incorporate just those big motifs into their uh, production, which is – I think it's hilarious when when it's something that has nothing to do with it. They just like go on a quick tangent about that. Yeah, I guess there's no nudity in Silicon Valley, so you're pretty good watching on a plane. Yeah, maybe Santa. I might watch Santa Claus two, Santa Claus two tomorrow. Just quick download it. Have you like what's the worst thing you've watched on an airplane where you kind of had to like screen the laptop or TV or whatever you're watching it on? Um. I can't think of necessarily what the worst thing I've watched is, but I was watching a Friends episode, uh, <laughs> which which was which was Jennifer Aniston had just had her child in the hospital, um, and so they kept they kept making references to like breastfeeding, and the the nurse kept coming in and Joey was coming in and it was uh, if I didn't have to screen the TV, I at least had to screen the audio for how like inappropriate their jokes were, which was actually mind-blowing for, like, friends, which I guess is, they're, they're at least a little bit funny on those things, but, um, yeah, that, that was funny. What about you? Do you have any, like, memorable ones? Oh, yeah, I watched, um... Of course. I, this is one of those where I, I wasn't thinking. I, I saw, I, I was going to St. Thomas, and I downloaded two movies down the way there. It was We Bought a Zoo... And, and, um, wait, we bought a zoo had bad scenes in it. No. So that's the first one. I'm like, Oh, I love this movie. Sorry. Wait, you, you I downloaded, free, we bought like, a zoo? I bought it on iTunes so I can just watch it. Why? Anytime. Did you say why? Yeah. Were there any redeeming qualities to we bought a zoo besides the fact that it was some absurd person who's just decided to buy a zoo? 
I don't know. There's something about we bought a zoo that uh, really speaks to you. Yeah, that hits me. And, and then so I was like, oh, I need an action movie. So I bought them. Like I rented the movie Crank. Yeah, just to prop yourself up. Before. <laughs> I had never seen the movie before. And there was multiple nude scenes, multiple sex scenes. Wait, so who's, who's in the movie Crank? Jason Statham, Amy Smart. Hmm. I like vaguely remember that movie coming out, but... Yeah, it does seem like you just downloaded that one to like make yourself feel a little bit better. Like even out downloading, we bought a zoo for the trip. It's like you had to get a little bad boy film to to make yeah. everything feel okay. I had a, I hit up the one dollar rentals action and adventure, and that was the top one. Was crank and about twenty minutes of that movie, I had to <laughs> cover my hands over the laptop screen. So were there other people on the bus? I guess that were sitting by you. Yeah, like the I was in the middle seat, and oh, no. there was two like businessmen and <laughs> seats next to me. So, uh, okay, did not know them obviously. So yeah. maybe you should ask well, them if they wanted to watch or like listen too. Well, usually, like I'll draw, I'll fly Delta or JetBlue, and yeah. those have the TVs on them. Yeah, and so they're at least like filtering so, your content. Uh, yeah, you're watching like Secret Life of Pets or you know some game <laughs> movie that they have. Um, yeah, on there like they don't have movies or TV shows that show you know real egregious stuff. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's just one time I was flying international. I had I got the uh, the laptop going and was cranking it out to crank. <laughs> literally, <laughs> he's uh, literally hitting her doggy style. Like <laughs> swearing, I'm trying to. <laughs> they're like in Tokyo somewhere. Yeah, just trying to throw that up. The one movie, so before we end this tangent, which I'm sure we'll end at some point, I was also flying, since I flew out, I had to fly back now from San Francisco, and I was watching, on the way back, I was watching, uh, I'd seen like all these Delta movies now, and I'm like getting to the point where I'm really at the bottom of the barrel. It's like I've been flying for like 10 hours the last few days, I've seen like all of their best movies, so I was like, man, am I going to regret choosing this one or not? So the first film that I chose to watch uh, at some point was Baby Driver. Really wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, like, nothing terrible about it. It was just, I conti- like, I lost interest in it, like, six different times throughout the film. It was just an okay movie. It was good. It, again, this falls into the, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, the driving scenes were sweet, but the rest of the movie made, like, no sense. And My biggest beef that... I hated the movie, or that I hated in the movie, was the fact that, um, what's his name? John Hamm somehow survived, like, yeah. 100 cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That made literally no sense. Like, he couldn't drive or anything like that, but he somehow got out of that. Um, that that made no sense. And even just the plot, like, overall, it, like, it didn't it didn't do a lot for me. Just, like, from... Yeah, he's a driver. Why couldn't he just drive away? There were so yeah, there were so many things about like they it just seemed like a movie that got a huge cast together and then the writers were just awful. They were just like this makes no sense. And then all like the the last like fifteen minutes of it was basically like the ending of Eastbound and Down in terms of just all hell broke loose and like nothing was rational anymore. Like the guy went like the, the main character, the baby the baby driver went from baby went from not wanting to kill anyone to wanting to kill everyone right at the end. He's like, I need to get out because I want an honest life. And then all of a sudden he's trying to kill everyone. 
anyway, oh wait, that was that was completely uh, that was the first movie I watched, which was like you know that was a so-so movie. But then I'm like really run out of films by the end of it, and I'm like ah, I don't necessarily want to watch a show or like watch anything like that. So I'll watch another movie, and so I chose How to Be Single, which I'm not sure if you've watched yet, but. That one was completely all, like, it's supposed to be kind of a chick flick, completely all over the map. I almost regretted it, but I felt like there were some relatively healthy takeaways, and a lot of the cast was the same as Pitch Perfect, um, which was, like, it it made me feel at home. Uh, There was no Anna Kendrick, but mostly, like, they had that Rebel Wilson lady, um, and one of the girls who, like, yells a lot during Pitch Perfect, so... Um, and then it also had like some random takeaways. Allison Brie was in it. The uh, Rafi from the league was in it, and uh, Anders Holmvik was in it. So um, it, it was a, it was a pretty interesting cast. You said the girl in Pitch Perfect that yells a lot, but that could classify every single character in that movie. Yeah, it's the other redhead who isn't Anna Kendrick. Oh, Brittany Snow. Uh, maybe I, I like literally don't know what her name is. She hot. Uh, no, not particularly. Well, we might have differing opinions. <laughs> yeah, she's just a redheaded, redheaded lady. I, I pull, I could pull up a photo, but this is a podcast, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we think yeah. Snow's not hot. All right, I'll yeah. just, I'll, we'll just go into this here. Um, Pride of Tampa, Florida. T- Tampa's proud of a lot of things. I'm on Wikipedia right now. Brittany Snow's only 32. She's been in the game for a long time. Um, is there a? Let me see. Does it show? Does it show her? I'm on her. I'm going on her IMBD just to make sure I have the right person. Uh, it would be how to be single, but I, it's not showing up as one of her first things. So maybe it's a different person even. Oh shoot! Now we gotta go to the how to be single cast. Yeah, maybe maybe she wasn't even in Pitch Perfect, but she's that's she seems sim- similar. She seems like she should have been cast. Uh, I was pretty sure she was one of the ladies. It looks like oh, I just can't see the. Are you thinking of Dakota Johnson from the Fifty Shades of Grey? No, no, no. Dakota Johnson was the main character. It must okay. be Leslie Mann. Oh, that's um. She's like. John Apatow's wife. She's yeah. in all his movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what I. Maybe I was thinking of the forty-year-old virgin and not Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Anyway. Pretty much the same movie, right? Yeah, there were there was a lot of a lot of people. I was like, oh, that's recognizable. I like, oh, that's funny. I like everyone <laughs> in it, but yeah, there was a great Rafi bomb moment with uh, Jason Mantzoukas. Uh, we're like right at the end. I don't want to give any too many spoilers in case any of our audience is like gonna go watch How to Be Single after this. But basically, he's getting ready for his wedding, and he just gives a complete Rafi, just mind mind numbing speech in terms of like three fake outs and like a murdering threat. He's perfect in that he plays that same character in every role, and it's awesome. Laugh every time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was a good tangent. Um, let's 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 hop off of. Uh, I don't even remember what we started with. Man, that was a good one. Um, let's hop into this last weekend. I feel like I have a few things that I want to talk about, and then I want to hear what you want to talk about this week. Um, I do want to talk about the NFL. 
Uh, I'm hoping to stay on the Packers for less than about one minute because uh, we talked about them last week and how terrible their season's been, and now they've hit rock bottom. Um, Remember when I said I wouldn't trust them to cover 14 points? Feeling really good about that as well. Um, (coughs) Give me your preferred coaching hire and why, and maybe a couple of your interesting coaching hires. I'm sure you've thought a lot about this. Not really, Um, but I have thought about John Gruden, and he's probably killing himself knowing that if he would have just waited one more year, he could have been the front runner for the like having a team led by Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback compared to Derek Carr. Here, that's that's got to be eating him up. Yeah, how about I give you a few names that I've thought of or that have popped up in the media, and you tell me what you think of them, and maybe we'll maybe we'll rank them at the end of this. Okay, let me. I have one right off the top of my head, and I'll let you go. Jim Harbaugh. Mm. Back to the NFL, what better place than a team that has a quarterback? That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Let me hear you. All right, so we've got Jim Harbaugh. He was one of them. Uh, Let me write down a few others. Number two, uh, the most heralded two-year head coach in NCAA football history, except for maybe Jim Harbaugh, uh, Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Um, Thoughts? It's going to take a lot of money, I feel like, to get him out of uh, Oklahoma. Is he a good? I feel like, I don't, he, he he seems like one of those guys that just is set making eight million living in Norman, Oklahoma. It's a good place. I'm going to have to say I did not anticipate thinking that Norman, Oklahoma, would be a nice city or campus, but I uh, I visited. Really came away impressed. Football stadium is great. The pageantry is great. The fans are great. Do we think that Lane, or not Lane Kiffin, although maybe we should put him up there as a candidate, um, do we think that uh, Lincoln Riley is a good coach? He is a good college football coach. I don't know if that'll translate to the NFL, but he's yeah. a good college football coach. Yeah. Probably, right? Yeah. So based off I mean, of, Okay, so based off of good college football coaches, we'll move on to the next uniformly agreed on good college co- co- college football coach Nick Saban no yeah that's what he's I thought he's never going to leave Alabama yeah I don't NFL once yeah I don't see him being successful in today's NFL maybe that's too much of a hot take I don't know if he just like can keep up or will command players respect or whatever it is or win without the best talent but um, I'm sure he'll be on the list of people that they at least contact. I know you were joking, but I would love to see Lane Kiffin as like the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, only because he would be at the Stadium View Bar an hour before. <laughs> <laughs> um, another person that I am only partially kidding about, but was just previously an NFL head coach, um, Hugh Jackson. Absolutely. Yeah. If you want the team to be run into the ground. Hire that man. If you need a tank, that's your guy. Yeah. Um, okay, so then I guess the other options that we have are if any current coaches will be getting fired by the end of the year for the NFL. Otherwise, you're going with an offensive coordinator. Um, the people that appear to potentially be on the hot seat are, first, Ron Rivera. Um, okay. Up until about a week ago, um, it was John Harbaugh, but now their team has completely um, turned it around. So it, maybe if the Ravens finish like 8-8 eight eight or 7-9, and nine, you have both Harbaugh's on the hot seat. 
Um, Marvin Lewis doesn't seem like Mike McCarthy, honestly. Just another guy that's going to get you 500 ball. Yeah. Um, your next option, I guess, is maybe Marvin Lewis if he ever loses his job. Did win a Super Bowl? Oh, it's a player. Never mind. I'm out on Ron Rivera. All right, continue. Um, yeah, Ron Rivera won a Super Bowl as a player. Uh, 85 Bears. Oh, makes sense. Um, your next one is potentially Jay Gruden. Pass. Um, Another 500 ball guy. And then maybe like Bruce Arians. Too old. Yeah, so that's those are the big ones. Todd Bowles is definitely getting fired by the end of the year, but... He's never getting another head coaching gig. Um, yeah, it's about all I got. So, um, of all of those people, who would interest you most? Uh, if I if it isn't an offensive coordinator, then I'd want to have rather Lincoln Riley or Harbaugh. Yeah, you have to make a big splash. I think so too. Settle for another guy named Mike. Uh, Mike McCoy is out there lurking somewhere after getting fired as Arizona offensive coordinator which is really difficult to do from what I hear I do like that this interim coach that the Packers had has already fired six assistant coaches yeah no I'm surprised that you're allowed to do that well you know who Joe I mean Joe Philbin was the coach of the Dolphins right and then he was terrible at that so they fired him and now he's Back oh, that's, terrible. that's him? Yeah. Ah, oh, I knew you looked familiar. Yeah, they, they, you, just, you just don't even realize that they just run through coaches, and then before you know it, you're just back as an interim head coach somewhere. I know, like, Ron Zook is somewhere on the Green Bay Packers coaching staff as well. Yeah. Seeing him pop up every couple of weeks is always a treat. Yeah, so I think the real only attractive name this year seems to be Lincoln Riley. Um, Jim Harbaugh would be interesting. Uh, I don't really know. Are there any other college coaches who have like Chris Peterson's name has popped up, but I don't like, I don't know if he's particularly amazing as like, I don't think he would ever move off of the West coast either. All right. So I'm looking at NFL coaches with the first name of Mike, Mike Smith. Um, was he Falcons coach? That would actually seem like vaguely a good fit. I don't know why. Like they, is 66, but not coaching anybody right now. There's going to be another Mike. You said Mike McCoy. Uh, Mike Vrabel? How about Mike Tomlin? Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll just switch. You can have McCarthy. We'll take Tomlin. Yeah. I think both teams go 9-7 and next year. Mike Malarkey? A recently fired Mike. I like that. <clears throat> or they just go back to the well and bring back Mike Sherman. He got fired from Texas A&M. There's He's n- the head coach of the Montreal Alouettes right now. The CFL. Talk about a fall from greatness. Is that Johnny Mandel team? Uh, if he's still on the team, yes. No, he definitely got kicked out of the Montreal, right? Like, he was not good. He played one game and had, like, five interceptions. I think he got traded to Hamilton. No, he started with Hamilton, then got traded to Montreal, because Montreal had, like, no wins. They were, like, 
one and seven, and then he threw four interceptions in one of his games. How is that possible? They have Vernon Adams as their quarterback. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they had, like, the other team had, like, I swear Jeremiah Masoli was on one of the teams. Probably. Yeah, which is... Well, he's definitely not starting over <laughs> our boy Vernon Adams. I hope not anymore. He's Yeah, he's probably out of the league. Okay, anyway, so we spent enough time on the Packers. Their season's over. Um, they, I, I, they had a terrible game last week. Um, they'll probably like cover now and go like eight and seven the rest of the way. Or maybe they just take. They're for sure winning this week by a million, right? Aaron Rodgers gonna <clears throat> throw six touchdowns. Or maybe he's tanking so that he gets like a stud defensive end. He's he's going for like Nick Bosa. I can see them winning this week and then tanking and then losing the rest of the games. Yeah, five, ten, and one. That could work. I can just see. I just see them this week. It's a big fu to Mike McCarthy. Yeah. We go all out on offense. Yeah, they put it on. I'm not going to stop them defensively, but I can see offense putting up like 42 points against the Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons still have no players left. So, um, yeah. Uh, Okay, let's go over some other notes that I have from the NFL. Um, I actually watched three games, and I have three takeaways, or at least a few takeaways from each game. Um, I'll start with the first game that I watched part of was the Texans versus the Browns, which... May not sound attractive, but the Texans are going to be the first team in NFL history to win 13 straight games. If or like you know, after losing your first three to finish 13 and three, I, I can't imagine that's ever happened before. But for everyone saying that this team is really bad, they have like three elite pass rushers, and then they have DeAndre Hopkins and like a pretty decent quarterback who's like mobile. They they, they there's really nothing in the way of them like rolling through the AFC South. So what would they get? The two or three seed? Uh, I think you're pretty much locking yourself into the two seed at that point. Maybe even a one seed, honestly. Because hmm. next week they have Colts at home. The week after they go at New York Jets. Um, then they play at the Eagles. And they follow with the Jaguars at home. I mean, the only game that might be tough is the Eagles. Yeah, who still don't have any active members of their secondary. Um, the Patriots still have to play the Steelers. And the KC, I feel like, has a pretty difficult schedule. They're playing the Ravens this week. Um, I know that they have to still play the Chargers, uh, which is the following week. Um, then from there, they go at Seattle, which isn't an easy game either. Uh, and then they finish with uh, the Raiders, so that's probably a win. But I don't really know if Casey's going better than 12-4. and four. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know what to make of the NFL anymore. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of difficulty to forecast. So my, my big takeaway was that Deshaun Watson, I don't have any stats on him, but He's looked pretty incredible the last every time I've seen him play now. Like they dismantled the Titans on Monday Night Football. Lamar Miller was running the ball well. There was a stat about him rushing. He averaged like fifty yards per game his first five, and then a hundred yards per game his last five. Um yeah, they they actually look like they might be a legitimate team and not like this John Gruden uh this the first Saturday game where it's like Titans or Texans versus Bengals. It seems like we might have to put like uh, Steelers versus Ravens in that four fifteen Saturday game. Sorry to 
interrupt you here, but have you seen the Pistons' new jerseys? They're just a complete ripoff of the Brooklyn Nets jerseys. All right, I'm taking, I'm taking a look now that we're on a tangent. It's just black and white, and it says Motor City. But <laughs> the same design and color as the Brooklyn Nets. Motor City jerseys? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, while well, we're on the talk of jerseys, since I oh, think... Blue or red in any of them. I think we need to go into a couple Jersey tangents just based off of what I've been seeing recently. Um, One, who would ever copy the Brooklyn Nets jerseys? I know. They're like, when they came out, I was like, I would cheer for Brooklyn. Like they've moved there. It's, you know, hip, cool. But they came out with their jerseys and they're black and white and the court is black and white. It's like, you can't have an alternate Jersey off of black and white because it's like the new, new, like the new, the Nike summit pennies like the what do you call those like when they have the practice games and they wear pennies that's what the brooklyn nets jerseys are yeah i think that i think that for one of our well i'll I'll be away for a while so i don't know how easy it'll be for us to do pods this might be the last one for a bit but what we need to do is a top five best cities jerseys like all sports like uh and then like worst cities jerseys like i was thinking about which cities just have like all all three of your teams, two of your teams, four of your teams either have sweet jerseys or like terrible jerseys? Because I was thinking yesterday, like, is there a worse? Uh, are there jerseys like worse than Denver's for all like every sports? Their their team has to be among the worst. Like the Rockies' color patterns are, in my opinion, terrible. Um, the Avalanche, their only cool jerseys are their alternates. Um, but otherwise, they have this weird off blue and like off maroon. Um, Denver has like these retro weird orange and navy blue uniforms that just look terrible. I um, like those. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and I felt like the Nuggets had their best jerseys with light blue, and now they've eliminated them from their uniform combinations. Although I do like their new jerseys, but not and as cool. Colorado as- Rapids also sport some maroon color. Yeah, it's weird. I don't get why the cut like. I feel like Denver could have some of the sweetest uniforms, but I think that their combinations are just, like, so awkward now. Like, I kind of like their, like, NFL rush throwbacks, but when they were playing the Steelers, but they're, they're ones that are, like, navy blue, I think, just look terrible at this point. They're, like, a very odd navy. Yeah. When I think of the Broncos uh, color rush, I just think of that game where Noshan Moreno is bawling his eyes out. <laughs> Yeah, they but, should make a jersey out of his tears for the next Colorado Avalanche jerseys or Nuggets ones. Yeah, the Avs actually have a pretty cool alternate uniform this year, which I don't understand why more Colorado-based teams don't take advantage of, where they have like the the C for their state flag. Um, yeah, uh, otherwise, like the Rockies uniforms, their team name is kind of intimidating. <laughs> Sorry, what? Why are half the team names Colorado and half of them Denver? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Either. And Denver, the right? Don't the Nuggets and the Avalanche play in the same building, the Pepsi Center? Yes. So they have one team Colorado representative and the other Denver. Wild. I know, right? Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, back to the NFL. <laughs> um. Off of our quick jersey tangent, I, I love talking about jerseys, though. So we might get on another jersey tangent before you know it. 
Um, the other game that I watch a lot of is I was in Minneapolis on Saturday or on Sunday. Uh, we watched the Vikings and the Patriots. Um, I think the Vikings just aren't good. Is basically my takeaway, as is most of the NFC. Um, the Patriots are okay, but um, they don't really seem to be threatening either. Like they they kind of are getting it going, but their offense just isn't explosive. It feels like they need only eleven play drives is the only way that they can score. The NFC North is the equivalent to the Pac-12 South. <laughs> just to quote Brad Pitt, there's them, there's a hundred feet of shit, and then there's us. That's the NFC North. That I love was that. a really good quote. I butchered that quote, but you get the point. Yeah. The other thing, though, is it isn't even the NFC North that is so bad. There are currently only six teams in the NFC that are above 500. Who who would you say is worse, the AFC South or like the NFC North? Um, the or NFC East. Um, I think the NFC East at least has two good teams in it potentially. I think the Redskins are terrible, but I also think that one team that we're sleeping on right now is the Giants. Um, in the Cowboys. Yeah, the, the Cowboys are good. There's there's no arguing around that now. Um, when we put together like our preseason preview or whatever, we called it whatever trash we said. Um, I said the Cowboys were going to be terrible because they had no one to throw the ball to. Um, everything's changed. They went from three and five and me being right about them being on their pace for like a six and 10 season to their defense being top five. And they now have a competent passing, passing attack and they've leaned more on the run. Um, they're going to be a tough out for, pretty much any team they can't get behind because i don't think they really have an ability to put a lot of points on the board but da- dallas is definitely one of the best five teams in the nfc right now no question probably even top three or four if the nfc north is the pac-12 south the afc east is definitely the big 12 because there's the patriots and then no one else yeah it's yeah the big the big 12 will be pretty good it's basically oklahoma running through or or even in basketball, too, is a perfect metaphor. Like Kansas, like 13 straight division championships or conference championships or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, was there anything else? Oh, the, the last actually NFL game that I wanted to go through uh, was Chargers-Steelers. And I think that I didn't learn anything from this game. Well, it was actually what my... I learned is that I really regret leaving the Chargers bandwagon. They seem to be good now, but I hey, I'm all in Cowboy Nation. Let's go. Um, I don't <laughs> even know anything about the Cowboys. I'm trying to become a fan of their team, and I know Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott, trade for Cooper. That's about it. All of the teams that you chose, you chose the Cowboys. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you why I don't believe. I, I kind of believe that the game from Sunday night was a fluke, and I'll tell you why. Um, it all starts with, I don't think Phillip Rivers is that good. Um, and I think that the Steelers have had secondary issues forever. And it's not like a new thing where they'll just leave Keenan Allen open on linebackers. They've done that with lots of different teams. Um, I thought the Chargers handled themselves well, but I thought this was more about the Steelers essentially just giving them the game. The Chargers being like a new leaf. This team is great. 
Uh, I don't think the Chargers' offense is good enough to score with, like, uh, say, the Chiefs or um, maybe that's the only real team in the AFC. But I also don't think that their defense is so good that they're just going to lock teams down at the end of the game. Um, And I still think that their special team issues are real. While the Steelers did jump off sides like four separate times to end the game, uh, the kicker actually missed his first attempt from like 40 yards out, which would have sent the game into overtime. Um, I think the only thing we learned from these two teams is they're both teams that have offenses that can put up a lot of points um, and are going to be primarily, I think the Chargers might be a little bit more balanced, but at the end of the day, they're still going to be reliant on their quarterbacks to score points. And it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a league of whoever has the ball last, but if either of these teams have the ball last, they have the ability to win games. Does that make them the best team in their conference? No, they're still both looking up at the Pats and the Chiefs, but at least the Chargers did win one game this time. Um, I, I don't think that they're catching the Chiefs necessarily, but they do have the advantage of playing them one more time. And they, they could go 12-4, and four, but they still wouldn't be like my prohibitive favorite to win the AFC or win the Super Bowl. Upon reviewing the Dallas Cowboys Wikipedia, I found out that they do not have a slogan or a motto. That's a little disappointing. That's a make of a good team. To have a slogan? Yeah. Isn't their slogan just, we're America's team? Yeah, that's more like a nickname, though. No? Yeah. They, what's the What was the Packers slogan? Go Pack Go, maybe? Oh, oh, I thought it's kind of like a cheer, right? Yeah, I guess. Like a. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. when you like are drunk and you have to yell something at the bar. Like a motto slogan. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah, more like yeah, more like a cheer or a rally. Yeah. Um, you want to know what was something crazy that I only learned earlier this month? Is that. Um, so I never understood what the, what they were yelling at, uh, at Broncos games, like what, what the, what the crowd was saying. Um, and so I haven't confirmed this, but, uh, I was talking to a fellow football player and he, or not football player, football fan. And he said that they're yelling incomplete anytime there's an incomplete pass. Um, which I always thought sounded really cool on TV. And then they had the horse like do its nay thing afterwards. Um, (laughs) So that was one of my that was one of my cooler like traditions. The oh, other the other oh, thing yeah. the other thing that I thought was would be a cool team to be a fan of was the Eagles because of their fly Eagles fly after each touchdown. Uh, it kind of gives it like a college atmosphere. Um, it, I don't know. Everyone knows the words. It seems fun. They're all happy, and then they like can they can still pump music through the stadium afterwards. Yeah, I just think I. Need to go back to my roots and just only watch soccer because they every all soccer teams have like songs yeah for like their history and then they have songs and cheers for all their players for every player yeah like Liverpool is a song for every player interesting so yeah. like like Divacarigi hadn't played in like eight months. And he just played for the first time this past weekend and scored the game-winning goal. And yeah. then they start like singing a song, like he's you know been there the whole time, so even though he's been there in eight months. So do they have like so like if Mo Salah gets a touch, do they sing his song or like? And it's it's mainly like once he does something good. 
Yeah. And so is their song like a creative song or is it like a three doors down song where it's just like everyone already knew the words or did like somebody come up with the words? I just think it's one of those like drunken bar songs you come up with. They're all good. They're none of them. Most aren't like ripoffs of pop songs. So, Except Man City just like sings um, Oasis songs. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, I guess that's what happens when you just have no history of winning. You lose. So did you, it, did it, you ever like hear about the history of "You'll Never Walk Alone" for Liverpool? That's I've never. Cool. I've never bothered to watch the history on that. I just have seen Katie Nolan's tweets sometimes. So, like in the '60s in Liverpool, there was obviously the Beatles. And then there was Gary and the pace, Peacemakers. Pacemakers. Um, well, those are two different things. Pace what do you ma- mean? Pacemaker versus Peacemaker. It's Pacemakers. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was... Okay, that. anyway, keep um, going, keep going, keep going. But that's like, that was the only two music people listened to in the 60s in Liverpool. And before the game, like during warm-ups, they would play like top 40 like they do at, you know, sporting events nowadays. And every song would be a Beatles or Gary and the Pacemaker song. Yeah. And You'll Ever Walk Alone was famous in whatever, like 1964. So it was like number one for like 10 straight weeks. And the fans would sing it while they're playing it. And then it finally get, came off the top 40. Mm-hmm. And the, pan, the fans got really pissed, started booing. And then at the next game, throughout the entirety of the game, they started singing the wow. song. And then so, like, they changed it. So they still did the top 40, but then when the players came out, they just had, like, instrumental, and instead they started to play You'll Never Walk Alone. So ever since then, they've just sang that while the players come out every game. That's an awesome tradition. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why we tune into the V8 Splash Brothers podcast for those tidbits like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So something like that is what I like about sports teams. Yeah, so it's so it was so simple, just saying a, a like a lovely song, and now it's become a fifty plus year old tradition. So, are there individual people that came up with these individual players' songs, or is is that like somebody's job within the organization? I couldn't tell you that. I just tune in the games, and I'm like, oh, now they got a Virgil Van Dyke song. Oh, now they got a Mo Salah song. Yeah. I do know that that one guy, like this, like famous British like comedian like wrote a song i don't he really like, wrote multiple songs so yeah. i'm not really sure who's in charge of that but whoever does it a plus do we have a jorge minute here where we uh talk epl do you have any thoughts on how the season's been going or, I mean, or do you I have any prediction it. on atlanta versus portland yeah, so those two teams were pretty much expected to make the finals. It was going to be rather Atlanta or New York, Red Bulls. Yeah. The, um, and then the West, it was going to be Portland, Seattle, or KC. It was only ever going to be those five teams uh, in the final. I Obviously, it's tough to play at Atlanta. Nobody, Hardly anybody wins there, but Portland's got a good team. I think they have a shot to win. I think that they are going to win. Okay, so what's your prediction for the for the final? 2-1 Portland. On PKs? No, just straight regular time 2-1. Yeah. No. Okay. It's kind of crazy the discrepancy between the two leagues. Um, just how much better um, Atlanta and New York were. 
compared to the rest of the Western Con- or the Eastern Conference. And then the rest of the Western Conference was really piled up. Um, you never thought that like FC Dallas or LAFC had a chance. Mm-hmm. They were similar in the like the standings, but Portland, Seattle, mm-hmm. KC have just veterans. Like they've been there, done that. Yeah, so they don't have to go all out during the season because they know once they get to the playoffs, they're going to win. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing too. Just the teams have the like Seattle Sporting and KC and Portland have all. Um, They've all made the finals. They've all made Western Conference finals. They've all won championships. They're they have the experience, and FC Dallas is kind of choked every single year. Mm-hmm. What I like about the Eastern Conference, though, is that it's the two different styles. Um, Atlanta pretty much bought all their players. Yeah, they have a few guys that you know they scouted and like Julian Gressel from. Germany is making like the bare minimum and he's one of their best players. He's probably their fourth best player. Um, but no, like they bought all their players and then you have on the flip side, the New York Red Bulls who didn't like buy anybody and they've just developed all these players. So I like the MLS where you can succeed. It's not like MLB, um, NBA, it's whoever has the most, you know, whoever has the big bucks, yeah. whoever has the largest payroll. I didn't realize that Darlington Nagby was on Atlanta United, so that's kind of a uh, it's kind of a throwback. Mm-hmm. Revenge game, I guess. Yeah, I think I'm going with. I really ha- I would struggle to pick against Atlanta in this situation, but it feels like Portland's going to blow it for me, and then I'm going to pick them. But I'm going to pick them anyway. I do love the MLX ex- expansion though, because each um, MLS. Or each expansion team gets like ten to like fifteen million additional money in free agency their first year. So they always just give out like, oh, here's a million dollars, give me Darlington Nagby. Yeah. You can just pretty much buy like an entire team in your first year. I love that about the MLS expansion. So who's on the who's gonna be expanded uh or who's joining the league in twenty nineteen? Do we have two teams or just one? Yeah, Nashville and Miami. Miami, and then is Austin on the docket for like the next year as an expansion team because uh, Columbus gets to keep its team? Yeah, so Louisville and Nashville. Oh, sorry, we just had a technical issue. What did you say? Louisville. Louisville. And Nashville are next year. That's that's obscene. Uh, Louisville should never have a team. So it is. I'm wrong. It is Cincinnati. Cincinnati's getting a team too? Yeah, Louisville, it was so Cincinnati's next year, 2019, and then Miami Nashville 2020. But no Louisville team. No, I was looking at who was trying to get 2022. There should and be so far, It's Louisville, Detroit, Sacramento, San Diego, and St. Louis have all put in bids with Vegas expected to put in a big. There's no way that Louisville is getting a team if Cincinnati and Columbus have a team. Yeah, Louisville's like really thriving too in the USL. Huh? Like they've won the last two championships. They sell. They sell about twenty thousand. I believe yeah. fifteen, twenty thousand. So a good team, a good soccer city. But I, I think that's why they need the pro rel um, promotion relegation because that would favor somebody like a Louisville, where if you continue to build this tradition, team, there's whatnot, not, and then you can go up while like a San Jose is like selling ten thousand and playing like crap. They get sent down. Yeah, I agree. It would work for soccer since it works so well internationally for soccer. 
And it would make a little bit more sense with these smaller market teams. Like, who cares if we relegate San Jose? Mm-hmm. It, just, yeah. it just doesn't matter. I agree. Um, they need, like, they need at least 40 teams, though. They need probably 20 and 20 or something along those lines. But, I mean, they're pretty close to getting that. And now they have – and that's the other thing is it doesn't prevent expansion. Like, if you have 20 and 20, like, you can keep expanding and you can cre- keep creating new teams. Eventually, exactly. if you have, like, 30 teams for soccer, that's just too many teams. Yeah, you need the 20 and 20 or 15, 15, 15. <laughs> yeah. 16, 16, 16. I guess you need the even number. Speaking of um, new teams getting formed, it's now official that Seattle will be joining the NHL in 2021. I kind of don't like this because I wanted Quebec City to get it. Yeah. But the more I read up on this, the more it looks like the Phoenix Coyotes are going to relocate. Yeah, I was going to Phoenix, say the Phoenix Coyotes are are now in the Central Division as of next year, or whenever Seattle joins. So that means that they're definitely out, right? Um, not necessarily, but um, it's only a matter of time until one of the teams in the South that's floundering around is going to be, you know, letting go of its team uh, for another market like Quebec City. Um, I think that. Basically similar to the way uh, the NBA uses Seattle as like a dangling thing over you better get your team better or like your arena better, do upgrades for your stadium. Um, they're going to use Quebec City, like the NHL is just going to use Quebec City as uh, that, that bait to make people improve their facilities. Otherwise, they'll relocate the team. Because um, Quebec City already has a stadium in place and like teams that aren't generating a high revenue like Florida or Phoenix. Um, Phoenix being in the Central isn't that big of a deal because other teams like, I think the Avalanche are in the Central, the Blues, uh, the Stars. That's not that crazy far from Phoenix or anything like that. So it might be more of a a natural fit too where all the other Pacific teams are legitimately on the Pacific Coast. Seattle just doesn't feel like a hockey city. Um, It Kind of is, uh, but it's is not. It really? I mean, I've yet to be. It just doesn't have that feeling because it like soccer and football are so popular there. Yeah, I could see. I could see hockey being pretty huge there. There's been some decent players. I feel like from the region that have been churned out, but um, also close to the Canadian border. Natural rivalry with Vancouver. Um, I, I think it's a good move for the league, but I don't really know if Key Arena is the ideal venue. Uh, for a new team, would have liked to see them get a different stadium in place, but I f- yeah, agree because I feel like they'll just build a new arena in the next ten years, anyways. Uh, they're gonna pay tons and tons of money to retrofit Key Arena, um, so it's gonna be their permanent home. The sixties? What? Key Arena was built in the sixties. I mean, why not just build a new arena? Yeah, I, it's uh, mainly because there's a bunch of crazy people about zoning rights and restrictions in Seattle, so. Yeah, they've been fighting uphill to get a new stadium probably ever basically since the Sonics left. Um, so it, it seems like, yeah, it seems like they're going to continue having to work through that and Kyrie will be the home home for a while. But completely renovated. It's a $100 million renovation. Well, again, might as well just buy a new arena. 
yeah, at that point, it would make just as much sense. But yeah, they're gutting the whole thing and basically just keeping it. Hmm. All right. What is their team name going to be? Um, the you actually can already bet on uh, online. They, oh, they haven't named it. They 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 have not named the team yet. Um, your possibilities um are the Metropolitans, which was Seattle's original hockey team name. Um, you also have the Sockeyes, the Kraken, um, uh, something else. Um, the Mets would be weird. <laughs> I feel like the New York Mets have complete like. Monopoly on Metropolitan. Monopoly over, yeah, the Metro, yeah. Um, That'd feel weird. Yeah, they have Sockeyes, Kraken. Their minor league team is called Thunderbirds. It'd be cool if they like bought them out and kept their kept their logo and uniforms. <laughs> one second. Hold on, one second. I was trying to go on this odds and pop up came over. <laughs> <laughs> Some jazz pop up. All right. Continue, sorry. Oh, all right, I had to get some water. My uh, my throat was just, it, it was falling apart these last five minutes here. What are, why would they be called the Seattle Totems? Um, not oh, really sure. The 50s and 60s? I didn't quite understand what the Totems was, but I did know that they were like a, they settled on Indian tribes when they when they uh, established Seattle. Okay, because this was the name of a hockey team in the 50s, 60s, and 70s in the Pacific Coast Hockey League. Yeah, it must have been like their minor league team, or not necessarily minor league, but yeah, Pacific Coast team. Seattle Totems, all right. So, yeah, really hoping for not the Totems and not the Mets. Yeah, oh... The other ones that they have are like Sockeyes, Kraken. Why would it be called the Kraken? No idea. They, I don't think they're a Kraken anywhere in Puget Sound, but it's kind of intimidating. I am not a fan of any of these that I'm looking at right now. Um, they had like Emeralds. Uh, that would that, be the best one, right? Yeah. It's kind of weak, but also like not like a... Basically, something that you would find in like a create your own team in like college football or something. Basically, like this, this is the only reason I'm not a huge fan of Seattle. Is they just don't have that many strong Nick team names. Yeah, it, it's it, they're just stupid. You move to Milwaukee, you get the Milwaukee Blizzard, and you got you know an A one team name right there. I I don't understand why they can't come up with something more creative like Typhoon or I don't even know. <laughs> the Seattle Rain. Yeah, like Seattle Rain's pretty good. <laughs> it's better than the totems. It sounds like a sleep sound. Although, if you did call the totems, would you be able to do the the war chant? I feel like that's already entering into some type of racist territory. Just naming your team totems, like the red totems. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get Dan Snyder to buy the team. Do you watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt at all? No, I tried to watch the first episode and I thought it was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. So they, she, like the, the Jane Krakowski character is dating like the son of Dan Schneider and she tries to get him to change the Redskins. Really? 
Yeah, and like they change it to like the gun owners or something. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, well, let me see if I can find out what they changed the name to. <laughs> I thought it was something like the gun owners. Like they changed it to something even more controversial. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, this is not what I was looking for. This is a thousand page. The Washington racists. <laughs> I can't find it. I'm sure it was, you know, something funny, whatnot, yada, yada. Yeah. I'm all in on though. If you want to get, you know, pop, you know, get some publicity, have a racist name. <clears throat> yeah. That's what they say. All publicity is good publicity. Just name them. Yeah. Just go with the Redskins. <laughs> Seattle Redskins, <laughs> hot off the bat. Uh, all right, let's. We're getting too hot for the for the pod here. We might get we might get shut down. Is there anything bad that happened in the history of Seattle? Um, probably just. It feels similar to like the rest of the country where they settled there and they had to push all the native people out. They pushed out all the tribes. Is my guess. Like, is, were there any like natural disasters? Were there like wildfires? I mean, they have earthquakes. Seattle earthquakes. Uh, too bad the San Jose earthquakes are already there. Yeah, otherwise. they just call themselves the quakes. A tsunami. How about the have- How about the eruptions? They have Mount St. Helens. Okay. Eruption. That'd get a little weird. <laughs> no, not corruption. Eruption. Oh, they said corruption, which I am actually all for that. If that was the <laughs> Chicago corruption, that would be a great like arena football name right there. The Chicago corruption. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the police officers are beating people. <laughs> the longest yard, too, yeah. <laughs> In Chicago. Ah, this is too good, actually. This is pretty good. Um, yeah, they were going to have like the Rainiers, which is already their minor league baseball team. Okay. They can have like the Cascades. Or the Olympics. Those are both the national parks. That's uh, Seattle Olympics is a little weird. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they're playing the Olympics there. Why is the Red Storm? Oh, they used to be called the Red Men, and they changed it to the Red Storm. St. John's. Oh, interesting. Because their mascot was Chief Blackjack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Ah, yeah, it's a classic school move. Elkhorn State is the Braves. That's not that bad. No, it's not bad. I can't believe how many like Native American team names are in sports. Yeah, I mean, it's like pretty much a quarter of the teams. I never even thought about it like that. Even like something like the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, they're, and like the tribe. They're the tribe. The San Diego State Aztecs is bad. Yeah. Mascot Zuma has been retired. I didn't know that. Is there even like a racist hockey game? I guess the Canucks, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of supposed to be a negative term of a Canadian. But otherwise, no, I don't think so. Hockey's too normal or like too recent. What 
can you name? Oh, we just talking about the Blackhawks. Oh, actually, yeah, never, yeah, never mind on that one. The original team. It makes sense that like it would have to be an original team. Yeah, it has to be an original six. You would hope by like the mid seventies, like at that point, they were starting to not or come up with slightly more creative names than Native American. Teams. Maybe the Flyers is something like really racist. Maybe it's like a term for like black people. It could be, honestly. I wouldn't put it against Philly. No, I've never no like offense. actually like looked up what the fly like is that like a plane? A type of plane? Uh I think it's just meant to be that they fly. I don't know. Are they birds? What's their ma- ma- gritty? I don't even know what gritty is. <laughs> their mascot. Gritty doesn't know what gritty is. Yes, the Bruins is a bear. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Rangers, Penguins, Leafs, Coyotes, Sabres, Flames, Stars, Sharks. That's a lot of normal Devils and Oilers. Yeah. Islanders, Kings, Stars, Blues, Hurricanes, Predators, Senators. Senators is weird because they're in Canada. Canadians have like politicians, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Unless they're meant to be like something more than I don't know if it's really labeled after a politician it looks like they're in an army kind of that's what the senator looks like oh okay makes sense I just all to you know I just go right to the United States Senate when I think of senator yeah I mean it's easy it's easy prey shoot all right so Seattle Redskins it is yeah, I think I'm set on either Redskins or Eruptions, and then they I like I kind of like Eruptions. Eruption, you could do like cool intros with. Yeah, and their uniforms look sweet. Like they yeah, just have infinite like alternates. Revi- yeah, it'd be a revitalized Calgary Flames kind of look, both the green. Yeah, the uniforms have to be green and blue though, don't they? Yeah, at least the home one does. Or do you wear white home in the NHL? Uh, it's really up to you. You usually wear a dark uniform, though. Okay, so then if it's the home, yeah, the green, blue for the home. Yeah, then you just put a mountain on it, and you just have shit coming out of it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, we have one more thing to talk about before my throat gives up, and then I won't be able to pot anymore. Okay. Um, who's going to win the Heisman? And should we care? And does it, does it like impact our NCCA, NCCA 14 road to glories when we could win the Heisman with defensive ends? It's going to be Kyler Murray, and it's kind of relevant just because he's not going to be playing in the NFL. Like, they're gonna, their best player in college football, like, isn't even a football player, yeah. which is kind of ironic. Is there any way that they can entice him not to go to Oakland? I don't think so because baseball pays more. Look at what Patrick Corbin just got a hundred and sixty million in six years, a hundred and forty million in six years, and he's a pitcher, that's what Kyler Murray is. I doubt he would not be able to make that money in the NFL. Kyler Murray's a pitcher? I thought he was a center fielder. I'm pretty sure Kyler Murray's a pitcher. Yeah, I think he's center fielder slash shortstop, but maybe pitched a little bit too, just because he's really he good at everything. Let me look up. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how good he is at sports. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up recent Heisman Trophy winners. Hey. 
And then we can do an analysis of what has gone right and what has gone wrong in all of their careers. Maybe we can get the runner up too. Yeah. So he made five. He got drafted ninth, and he made five million alone, which is more than what he would make. I feel like top ten pick, right? Um, I mean, if he's a quarterback, your earnings are going to be pretty high as that too. But but that's just for getting drafted alone. Yeah. I guess you don't really make money your first five years, though, as a baseball player. No, you really don't. You just have to be eligible for arbitration and then hit your, like, one, um, you have to hit, like, your one big gear or whatever it is, um, your free agency year, essentially. But look at Mike Trout's, like, the best player, and he's made, he's, what was his deal, like, six years, $180 million? And that was just his first deal, and then in two years, he's going to make another, like, Four hundred million, five hundred million. Yeah. Okay. Let's just go through. Um, I just want to do this for fun, just based on um, just how inconsistent uh, the um, Heisman Trophy like finalists are, and then like see where they are now. So, twenty seventeen, we had Baker, Bryce Love, and Lamar Jackson. Baker and Lamar are actually doing pretty well in the NFL. Bryce Love, I think, had a so-so year in college and got injured. Wait, Bryce Love? <coughs> Wait, he won the Heisman? No, finalist. Heisman finalist. Oh, I was going to say. Baker won. That's right. Two years ago, the same finalist, basically. Lamar, Baker, Jabril Peppers, somehow, was a Heisman finalist. What? Does he even make the Browns anymore? Probably plays like slot corner. Okay, we have two more, and then it's Deshaun Westbrook or just Deshaun Watson and Dee Dee Westbrook was a Heisman finalist. What? Woof. Dee Dee Westbrook was a Heisman finalist. Okay. Um the the two years before that made I guess normal sense. Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Deshaun Watson, and then Marcus Mariota, Melvin Gordon the third, and Amari Cooper. Melvin Gordon lost to Mariota. Yep, you betcha. Really, really tough loss. All right, then the then the next two years are going to get really, really weird. So um, get ready. Twenty thirteen, Jameis Winston. Then you have AJ McCarron. That's a AJ, AJ McCarron, Alabama. Jordan Lynch, Northern Illinois. Tell me where. Tell me where this guy went to school. Some guy named Andre Williams. Um. Shoot, couldn't even tell you. Yeah, BC running back. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we have Trey Mason. Trey Mason was a finalist. And Johnny Manziel. Jesus Christ. AJ McCarron probably like 12 passing touchdowns that year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll have to, we'll have to get the stats on that, but it couldn't have been much more. Um, the next year is almost, it's somehow almost worse. Uh, we have Johnny Manziel. Who obviously won. The second choice was Manti Teo. LOL. <laughs> and then we have Colin Klein. Kansas State? Yes, Kansas State quarterback. This week? Love yeah. it. Um, the next few actually make sense. We've got like RG3 and Robert or Andrew Luck. Um, Monty Ball, Trent Richardson, and Tyrant Matthew. Okay. Um, we got, that was a snack class right there. Yeah, we got Cam Newton and Andrew Luck, the previous one. 
Also in there was LaMichael James and Kellen Moore. LaMichael James, is that Oregon? Yeah. Um, and then this one's really a mixed bag. We're all the way back to 2009 now. We have Mark Ingram from Bama. Um, to- yep. Toby Gerhart. Okay. Colt McCoy. Eesh. Indomitus Sue. Nice. And then Tim Tebow for his third consecutive Heisman finalist. He should have won every year. Sophomore, junior, and senior. Mm-hmm. Um, all these next ones really make a lot of sense. It's like Sam Bradford, Colt McCoy, Tim Tebow. 2007 is Tim Tebow, Darren McFadden, Colt Brennan, and then Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel was a Heisman finalist in 2007? Yeah. He's just now like a starting quarterback? Uh, he's just been a backup whole life, man. What a gig. What a sweet gig. All right. We're going to do we'll, – we'll go back, I think, maybe to like 2000, and then we'll have to stop because these are just getting out of control. 2006, Troy Smith, Ohio State quarterback. Brady, Brady Quinn, Notre Dame quarterback. Double yikes. And then Darren McFadden, Arkansas. Mm. Um, 2005. We'll have to do a where are these guys now. We have Vince Young and Matt Leinert. That was it. That's how it should be, just two. Yeah, it really... Oh, man, it gets good after this. Okay, this is a pretty good year, but a couple just names may not belong. We have Matt Leinert, Reggie Bush, Adrian Peterson, and then the two other names are Jason White... Oklahoma quarterback. Yep. And Alex Smith, Utah quarterback. Okay. 2003. Again, Jason White, Heisman finalist. They won it all. That's why he's up there. (sighs) I guess. But then we have Larry Fitzgerald, Eli Manning, and I don't even remember this guy, but Chris Perry from Michigan. Nope. That's not a real person. I have no recollection of him playing football in 2003. That's not a real person. Um, 2002, things get weird. Uh, There's some guy named Brad Banks from Iowa. Never heard of him. I have never heard of him. So there was a Heisman finalist from Iowa. Um, Then we have Carson Palmer, Larry Johnson from Penn State, Willis McGahee from Miami, and Ken Dorsey from Miami. Okay. I didn't expect to enjoy this as much as I have, but this has been this has been great so far. Um, maybe do like two more years. Are you are you getting bored yet? Uh, no. You know what's crazy is I was talking to my pops about like how good the early tennis or the Tennessee Volunteers like in the late nineties, early two thousands. They were unbeatable. I they won the championship. That, yeah, Travis Henry was on those teams. Hmm. That dude was old as hell. And Peyton he was Manning. on the Tennessee teams from '97 to 2000. He didn't break like really into the league till 2006. Yeah, that's wild. He was just like coasting for six years <laughs> and then just decided to try. <laughs> wow, these are some crazy ones here. We'll yeah, we'll stop in the early or in the late '90s, 2001. This is an all-timer for 
on Is that six, Michael Vick? On six, no. Michael Vick was a couple years before. This is an all-timer for unsuccessful NFL QBs. Eric Crouch, Nebraska. Rex Grossman. Ken yes. Dorsey. Yes. And Joey Harrington. Oh, love it. That's a quad of terrible NFL QBs. That's four fired GMs right there. It's, those four guys got four different GMs fired. Here's two more GMs that got fired. 2000. Chris Winkie. Yep. Florida State. Carolina Panthers GM. Josh Heupel. Oklahoma. Here's some that still got QB or that got people fired. The next two, Drew Brees, Purdue, for letting him go. Yeah. And then LaDainian Tomlinson, TCU. LaDainian Tomlinson went to TCU? Mm Mm-hmm. He seemed like a Louisiana Lafayette kind of guy. I want to do one more one quick, and then we'll call it a day. Because I won't be able to talk after. 1997, just remember uh, who won this and how they won. We have Charles Woodson, Michigan, defensive back. Then we have Peyton Manning at Tennessee. The eternal Ryan Leaf went to Washington State. Forgot about that. And then the last one we've got on here is Randy Moss. He took fourth. Yeah, who went to Marshall. Not a good look when you when you get beat by Ryan Leaf. And Charles Woodson beat both Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. Hmm. Yeah, just the more you know. Or three pro bowlers and then Ryan Leaf. Yeah, perennial pro, pro bowlers. Like, yeah. MVP. All time, yeah. Hall yeah. of Famers, probably. Yeah, kind of mind-blowing stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just shows there are some amazing names in the Heisman, but then there are also just people who went on to not be so amazing. And there's Jordan Lynch. Yeah, and then there's Georgian, Jordan Lynch and Colin Klein. Let's find out what Colin Klein's up to. He's married with seven kids, probably. Uh, yeah, he seems like he'd be a pastor right. right now. Yeah, he's some or like a used DVD salesman. Or a Division two coach. Yeah, he's probably coaching, oh, waiting at Kansas State. Kansas State quarterbacks coach. He's probably going to be the head coach next year. You know, Bill Snyder, he's, he's going to step right in. All right, I'm ready to roll. Um, you have any uh, final takes before we wrap up for the day? No, just go see the Santa Claus trilogy. Yeah, you got to start with one. You can't skip right into number two or three. No, it, it gradually gets more bonkers, and that's the way I like it. All right, well, I'm going to go pencil out the next four and a half hours and my flight tomorrow, and I'll probably get on those. Sweet. Can't All wait right. to hear it. Yeah. All right. Catch, catch on later. <laughs> All right.